Hola, senor. It may be the international week and on the left side is without a call-up, but the football funny keeps on rolling on. This week we saw Jack Wilshire make a shock move from Arsenal to Bournemouth for a season-long stay in the Royal Bournemouth Infirmary, which saw tremendous reaction on social media with tweets like... At Have I Got News commenting Jack Wilshire given permission to leave Arsenal to gain regular first team injuries. At Mark Ogden saying Probably a good thing that Bournemouth no longer play in the fitness first stadium. And even food chain Iceland scoring points with Our Bournemouth store is open until 7pm. We do sell Prosecco. We don't stock cigarettes. Yep, there was certainly a bit of a theme developing. But for me, the biggest shock was that whilst travelling through the transfer window, He didn't trip over it, putting himself out for the rest of the season. So, what's on this week's show? We've got horny footballers, some emotional farewells, and more horny footballers. But first, it's all about triple glazing. So the transfer window has slammed shut once again. Firstly, why does it always slam shut? Surely the window has been closing slowly since the beginning of July. You'd hardly win a big argument by slamming a door shut slowly over a three-month period, would you? Right, that's it. I've had enough. I'm leaving. (laughs) Secondly, with the game going the way it is, how long before we finally see a sponsored transfer window? In fact, with all the transfer windows and relegation trapdoors. Maybe someone like Safe Style UK should get in on the action with a big money deal. Next on Sky Sports News, we go over to Jim White on the latest as the UPV double glaze transfer window prepares to close safely and securely with a patented triple lock system. It wouldn't surprise me one bit because if you ask me, a lot of the magic of the transfer window has already gone. Sure, transfer window howler monkey Jim White is still screaming, THE CLOCK IS TICKING! Every few minutes on the telly, but somehow doesn't have the same zest as it used to have. Like an old, tired relationship, it feels like we're all just going through the motions. Booking a day off work, drinking countless brews and demolishing several packets of custard creams. But has the magic gone? Do you remember when Rubinho signed for City or when Tevez and Mascherano inexplicably turned up in the East End of London for West Ham or when Peter Obenwingi drove halfway across the country to try and sign for a club that didn't actually want him? What's happened to that stuff? Where was the Harry Redknapps hanging out of a car window like a dog doing interviews? Where were the crowds of youths up past their bedtimes trying to insert sex aids into reporters' ears? I'm not even sure I saw a journalist with more than four mobile phones on the go this year. I'm sorry, but it's a sad state of affairs. And I'm not the only one who's fallen out of love with the transfer merry-go-round. Even lovable German supervillain Jurgen Klopp confessed that he couldn't wait for the transfer window to close this year. I really wait for the day when finally the transfer window is closed because I can't believe how obsessed you all are with um, with this. Come on, Jürgen. You can't dislike it that much, can you? After all, you did manage to finally offload Mario Balotelli to Nice on a free in a deal which Jamie Carragher described as Still paying over the odds. But Kloppy also went the extra mile into signing new defender Ragnan Klavan. The Estonian was so taken aback by Liverpool's interest that he demanded that Klopp send him a selfie to prove it was him and confirm that he wanted him to play at Anfield. Yeah, Jürgen, a bit uh, 
But if things are getting heated in Liverpool, they were going thermonuclear in North London, with Arsenal signing not one, but two new players. Lucas Perez and Skodran Mustafi have turned up at the Emirates, the latter of which used a really unusual turn of phrase when describing his emotions about joining the Gunners when he said, I have spoken with Mesut, he told me everything, and I was quickly convinced, because I find the club horny. Well, that's, um, that's really good, mate. I'm not really sure that's the right level of excitement. I mean, the medical must have been a little bit awkward. But hey, at least he's healthy. But pretty much everyone is happy that Arsenal have finally signed a player. Everyone except Arsenal fan Daniel Floyd, who, back when the rumours of his arrival started, tweeted... If Arsenal sign the staffy, I'll give everyone that retweets this £20. To which over 12,000 people responded, including the man himself, whose very first act as a new Arsenal player was to record this personal message for Danny. Hi Daniel, I hope you don't regret your tweet. So, how exactly is Daniel going to find the £240,000 to pay his debt? Let's find out, because on the phone is Daniel himself. Hello Daniel. Hello there. So what made you so confident that Mustafi wasn't going to come to Arsenal? Is this just being an Arsenal fan and the shock that you'd actually were considering signing a player and Wenger was going to put his hand in his pocket for once? Yeah, he, uh, he's quite tight in the transfer market. <laughs> yeah. He's always interested in players, but that's all it ever comes to. I was quite confident that he wasn't going to sign him. So I sent out this tweet and then thought no more of it until where it all kicked off. I checked my Twitter and I had, it was around 100 notifications. So I thought that's a bit weird. So I checked it uh, and I found a video on the official Arsenal website. And it was a video of Mustafi saying, I hope you don't regret me signing for Arsenal or something. And then it kind of just escalated rapidly. All in all, was it worth the potential £250,000 bill in order to get a personal message? message from someone who could turn out to be an Arsenal hero for years to come. Yeah, I, I guess it was, to be fair. It, it was only put out as a bit of a joke, and I might ask Mustafi himself to help me out. It's about a week's wages. <laughs> you, he'll be able to yeah, put, do it easily. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure he can manage it. We've already had one horny footballer this week, so how about we make it a twofer? Wayne Rooney, the archetypal horny footballer, made an embarrassing Twitter gaffe this week when he accidentally liked a series of porn videos on Twitter. The English striker was caught out after favouriting a load of videos from the creatively titled Daily Sex Videos account, which provides daily videos of a sexual nature. I assume, I mean, I've not checked, obviously. Wait, you want to check my computer browsing history? Yeah, yeah, sure, just, uh, hold on a second. Oh, oh no, my, my laptop's crashed. You'll just have to take my word for that one. A spokesperson was, however, quick to dismiss the activity, calling it a slip of the thumb, and Wazza was simply trying to delete the videos rather than watch them. Of course. Same happened to me when I was about 15. I was trying to throw away some dodgy old VHSs that I found, but I accidentally put them in the video recorder and watched them repetitively whenever my parents went out for about three years. The highlight of this whole debacle was Twitter follower at Jamie Selly, who tweeted, My nan would be better at social media than Wayne Rooney. The irony of that tweet being that I'm sure Wayne would have loved to involve Jamie's nan in some way, but probably not quite the way that Jamie intended. But enough about the England old guard. 
How about the new boys? Mikel Antonio was the surprise call-up to Sam Allardyce's first England team this week and he was a breath of fresh air, showing genuine passion to play for his country and delivering a quality press conference including some interesting news on how Mikhail used to make ends meet when he was plying his trade as a non-league footballer. As I was playing non-league, also I had to work, obviously. So I was also a lifeguard. I had to do like an hour, hour a night at my community college. It's probably one of the boringest jobs you ever do in your life. <laughs> Personally, when I think of lifeguards, I think of Baywatch. But it seems that the West Ham man's life-saving career was slightly different to the ITV Tea Time show. One of the worst moments, people throwing up in the pool, so you've got to get everyone out and you've got to clean it up. I'm the worst of sick, so as soon as I smell it, I'm going to throw up myself. And you wouldn't have got Pamela Anderson doing that. <laughs> it's been a week of comings and goings, with several players bidding emotional farewells for club and for country. First off, it was Joe Hart, whose protracted Etihad exit finally came to a head when he jetted off to spend a year in Italy for Torino, but not before posting an emotional goodbye to his Manchester City fanbase with a heartfelt letter. It read, It's been a difficult few weeks, but that will never cloud the amazing journey and experience your great club has given me. Football is a crazy game and I am now moving on to another chapter of my career. But the feelings I felt during the recent Stoa Bucharest game will live with me forever, and I will struggle to replicate them. So thank you for all the amazing memories and the bucket load of cash. I may have added that last bit. It was an emotional time and also a brand new chapter as Torino announced the arrival of their new keeper, Charles Joseph John Hart. Hang on. What? Joe Hart's name is actually Charles. Who knew? Apparently no one knew, and the internet promptly went into meltdown about this incredible news that the man we thought was Joe was actually Charles. It's kind of like finding out that Clark Kent is actually Superman. Sort of. If only Charles had worn his glasses during the Euros, we might never have lost to Iceland. And there were goodbyes at international level too. Bastian Schweinsteiger clearly being heavily affected by hay fever, dust on the pitch and memories of a beloved family pet was unable to stop his eyes from watering as he kicked a ball in anger for the last time in a German kit, choosing instead to focus on his future, sitting on the bench at Manchester United. And it was the last game for Republic of Ireland hero Robbie Keane as well, as he hung up his boots after his 146th cap and 68th goal in a 4-0 victory over Oman. And Robbie had this piece of advice for any player that was following in his wake. No, never underestimate putting that jersey on. It's the best feeling in the world putting that green jersey on. And it has been for me for, for 18 years. I'm not sure what it says about your life when the highlight is getting dressed, but I kind of know what he means. I've got a green jersey and I love it. In fact, I'm going to put it on now. Ah, oh, lovely. Cashmere mix, this. Good call, Robbie. So, how does a good old Irish lad celebrate his retirement? With a good old Irish knees up, of course. The whole team hit the town. Shane Long grabbing a guitar in an Irish bar, Robbie grabbing a mic and leading everyone in a traditional Irish sing-along. <laughs> Give it back to your 
It's beautiful. I can't quite decide if Keen and Long sounds like a traditional folk duo or the kind of video that Wayne Rooney likes to watch on Twitter. But either way, keep your eyes open for a Christmas album hitting the shops very soon. Right, that's it for another alternative football show. Thank you for listening to On The Left Side. Remember, if you like what you've heard, then tell your mates. And also, make sure you subscribe so you get next week's episode in your inbox as soon as it's released. Also, why not get your slippery thumbs in the direction of us on Twitter, at On The Left Side. Right, I'm off to another chapter of my career, but the feelings I felt during the last couple of minutes will live with me forever. You can't buy that, and I will struggle to replicate them. So thank you for that, and the amazing memories. See you next week. Bye! On the Left Side is a Paint Your Headphones production, and is written and produced by Ant McGinley and Jim Salverson. Right, I want you to be like Gabby Roslin. Gabby Roslin? Yeah. How does Gabby Roslin sound? Like, you're a sports presenter, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Good phony sounds here. Onion crisp.